0: Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The, the Flex. Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but. I disagree.
1: Oh my God.
0: Presented by Broadway Sports. <laughs> Welcome back to another thrilling episode of The Flex. The Flex. Flex. Which you can only find on Broadway Sports at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Where for a limited time, you can get an all-access membership for $5 a month for life, which will end on July 26th. So hurry up and check out that deal. On that website, you'll not only get our podcast, which you already love, but there will be other podcasts like Football and Other F-Words, Coaches Corner, Home Run Throwback, Second and Victory, and the Music City Audible. We will also have film breakdown with players and articles written by your favorites like John Glennon and Mike Herndon. Find out more at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Got some news to discuss around the NFL landscape, as well as a free agency, fantasy input, impact for those free agents. Uh, speaking of significant impact, we're going to check out our series on broadwaysportsmedia.com, written by our own Zach Lyons. Hello. Fourth down decision. where He's going to guide you through the fantasy landscape throughout the year, through articles. Anything to add to those, Zach?
1: I'm going to do the rookies. I got those. And then I'm going to – working on one of uh... – basically whether you're going to punt or go for it when it comes to uh, certain rules for your fantasy league, like, is PPR really worth it anymore. Is that really the way we need to be going or do we need to be going to point half point PPR tune in to find out buds.
0: Can't wait for that. Another team that couldn't wait out there just to go around looking at the NFL. And I have to talk about this because it's such a massive baseball deal in football. And that's the Patrick Mahomes deal with Kansas city chiefs. It was a, 10 years, I mean, 12 years total with the, with the rookie years built into the back, but 10 years total for $503 million? seems like a team could buy almost an entire team with that amount of money over that time.
2: Well, did you see that one graphics that you put out of all the different players? you could? Yeah,
0: the rookie contracts. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: that's a fair point. Well, it's Let's
0: important because I think some people out there in this landscape are not understanding how rookie contracts work when they're comparing these things. Not going to throw any names out there, but when they're bringing pre- yeah, up... Like Justin... Paul. Mike Florio or, or oh. Ryan Tannehill and saying how much of, how much the Titans got screwed and how bad of a deal that was compared yeah, what to a fucking <laughs>
1: idiot. Like, I'm sorry, but what, what a stupid ass tweet that I had to read last night. I get off work, I get on the couch, you know, just I'm opening up a new business over here. It's the slash location slash Sylvan park. Um, but I get home and I see that Justin has, you know, quote tweeted this stupid ass Florio tweet, and it is so stupid. And then then he doubles down and goes like four years or something like that. that's supposed to make a fucking better. Like, get a grip, dude. Get a grip.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but at the end of the at the end of this year, all the other contracts are coming out because I think you still got to hit. Uh, I'm going to forget one here, but Prescott has still got to go through his and there's one more escaping me right now, but there's still a couple more. Deshaun Sean Watson, Deshaun Watson, thank you. Uh, there's still, Hill at the end of this could look like a steal.
1: Well, he's well, already you know, out of what, the top, he's top he's in, 12, top 13 11 now. 11 right now, so he's
2: yeah. going to end up at No, so exactly.
0: 13. I mean, he's going to fall down to the 13th. J-Rob so, I mean,
1: is a god. I yeah. mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, we okay, we're a fantasy football podcast, but we're all Titans fans here. Let's just, yeah. you know, that's okay, the fantasy footballers. Well, they're, they're here. They're, they're all Chiefs fans or Cardinals fans, I think. They're all Cardinals fans.
0: Listen, they probably just got done listening to our Titans yeah. episode. They know we'll matter. Play. It's fine.
1: j Rob is really good at contracts and Florio and Jeff Schwartz need to get out their get their heads out of their fucking asses and just start being objective. You're you should be an objective news site at some point. I yeah. know that you're some fancy lawyer, I guess, that failed at that because now you're talking sports and failing at that. I mean get a I mean PFT you talk about canceling people. We need to cancel PFT. Yeah. I Hashtag so like cancel PFT. Hashtag reflex. I, like,
2: I do like the uh, the show he does with Chris Sims because a lot of the stuff they say is just so outlandish that I can use it for old takes exposed segments yeah. and I used a lot of their stuff in my big old takes exposed video. Before or after the Ravens. Well,
1: Chris season. Sims is just mad he got cut by the title. I mean, that's really weird. Chris what it is.
3: Sims has those, uh, he's got those quarterback rankings that are always terrible. Every single one of them. Well, him and Colin
1: Coward. Oof. Those guys.
2: Well,
3: yeah. I think Colin Coward does it to get a rise out of people, whereas Chris Sims is just very bad at what he does. <laughs>
2: Chris Sims was the quarterback of my Longhorns in fifth grade, baby. Woo.
0: What was that? two thousand five?
2: No, what does that mean?
1: Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs>
2: Hook him,
0: baby.
1: oh John Parker Wilson. He was the quarterback of my Alabama team back in the 2000s. We don't,
0: we don't no, no, hold on, no, no, we don't go through that. It was right before McElroy, all right, so, before, before this all turned minute. around.
3: McElroy, say, who's
1: who is McElroy? McElroy? Rory, Rory? you, Rory? definitely said McElroy.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing people are going to learn that I don't have a master on the English language, and sometimes my brain just goes crazy. So it's a forgive. good thing that
1: you're our podcast, those. Oh, gosh, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. And don't ask me the difference between Jack Nicholas and Jack Nicholson, too, because I always, I always get those two mixed up for whatever. It's only reason. like
2: five years. Yeah. Well, only one of them goes to Lakers
1: games.
0: Yeah. The other one's good at golf. He used right? to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, are we still talking about Mahomes? Or are we just I'm yeah? Just going well, to Mahomes deal, it. like,
0: it's not going to really affect anything fantasy wise, but that's something to keep in mind. Is that as this deal like who knows what the the salary caps are going to look for in the future? But that's something to keep tabs on. Is the Chiefs Chiefs they're not Chiefs obviously, but the Chiefs if they're able to not spend money, are they not able to pick up the resources? Are they just relying on Mahomes? Does he become his fantasy value? So that's stuff to talk about much down the road when this the show is in its tenth year.
1: Well, I, so, w- I would like to contend that I think it does have something to do with fantasy football and that's because you're going to have free agents that directly impact your offense or the defense if you're big into defensive special teams and we don't know what the what they're going to do about the salary cap next year and so I kind of think that you know they should probably I don't think they're in trouble per se but I think there's a a bigger fantasy impact than there is going to be an on-field impact because you can only pay so many people um right look at last you know, year they on were, your team.
3: they were able to afford Sammy Watkins because he was on a rookie deal now they're not going to be able to do stuff like that it's going to be Tyreek Hill yeah. and it's going to be Mahomes and that's going to be Well a, and then they recall. have Sammy Watkins, Damian
1: Williams, DeMarcus Robinson, uh, Anthony Hardman,
3: Sherman.
2: Hardman superstar in the making. No he,
1: I mean that's what people said last year and eh, he's And he was all right. the third
2: receiver and he put up more yards than the Titans second receiver.
1: Whoa, well, well
0: well, well let's, let's, let's come down the here there's, there's the two box. different offenses there
1: <laughs> i'm just
2: saying when sammy Watkins has to leave because m- they can't afford to pay him anymore andy reed doesn't miss on offensive skill players well, y'all the know that ricky
1: seal jones was a tight end for the chiefs when that happened oh, that was a one-year contract this year fantasy titan or fantasy free agent sleeper i'm writing that one down uh...
2: <laughs> Okay, oh, Travis Kelsey die.
3: Well, he may, he not, I mean, he can't have two, you can't have, to, have two tight ends. Detention? JG just said he doesn't mess with offensive players, so you have to roster him now. No, no, I said <laughs>
0: drafting skill position players. Make sure I want to make sure y'all draft him over Kelsey. All right, in our, in our <laughs> our, Do that. Do me that one favor, please. Kiss for Rose. I get, exactly. Ricky Sills. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I was getting at. It not, may not affect them this year was my only point because it is front-loaded with the rookie contract and everything like that so that the free agent I'm looking for is possibly down the, ro- the road in a couple of years that's going to be a little tighter. Maybe they don't get some of those big names on a, on just a snap budget like that. So, But one thing that other than the news that just, I think, broke here recently, Raheem, Mahas- Raheem Mostert uh, for the San Francisco 49ers is, is demanding a trade. What is his name? It's Raheem Mostert. It's Raheem
1: Mostert. That's what I said. Oh, you, you said, said mostert. God damn it. <laughs> it is what it is, just, you just gotta roll with it. Listen,
3: you just gotta roll with it.
0: I swear, <laughs> I, I thought I said mostert. <laughs>
3: you said <laughs> you mostert, like monster. Yeah, <laughs> like mo-
1: mostert, well,
3: oh, that no is a good about.
1: fantasy team name. All right,
3: that's an I amazing know? fantasy team name, wow. Like uh, like um, ketchup
2: and mostert. Yeah.
0: So another part of the big news going out there now just recently was Mostert wanting out of San Francisco. Ooh. What that good. I do it again?
3: Yeah. <laughs> just say most and then ert.
0: <laughs> and other news around the NFL, not named Mahomes, is Mostert wanting out of San Francisco. And how this could affect more the upcoming season then later seasons as we just discussed the look into the players on his team where he could end up going this is something that's just come out and it seems like these running backs don't seem to learn but that's probably a subject for a different channel different podcast
2: well but, now he's not asking for a lot of money he's it's only like asking a, for no, two no, more million dollars he's asking to not be paid less than tevin coleman who has not played Wait, is it let's tevin not forget Co- they uh, still have Jared tevin McKinnon tevin McKinnon tevin too. coleman yeah and who and they have Derek mckinnon who they're paying as much as coleman who hasn't played a i just game. meant the whole holdout thing doesn't seem to work out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's I all
1: agree. We, yeah. we agree with and the, the
2: other side of this is that he signed a three-year deal last
3: year so after signed, one year of he playing... signed it to be a special teams guy though that's kind of his point of contention and now he's you know their lead back and he's good
1: yeah. and he was good to the end of a little bit last year too yeah that's true He's before not, he
3: broke it he broke his arm last year
1: yeah and and let's be honest here it's a shanahan led offense i get where the 49ers are coming from i mean ruben drones was a fantasy god back in the early 2000s so anybody's gonna succeed back there unless your name is tevin coleman or jared mckinnon because they both suck um well but <laughs> well i mean you guys stay healthy i'm sorry if you're injured all the time you suck Marcus Mariota. Anyway, (laughs) you have to, I I think that you should pay him two million extra dollars. What's the big fucking whoop? What are you saving that two million dollars for?
2: When's Mariota going to IR?
1: Yeah. It's happening. It happened
0: already. Now get rid of those angry tweets. Good grief. Cheers. Yeah, I know it's not a big deal to pay in the 2 million, but I guess I guess just from a fantasy perspective about what it could do if he does get jettisoned off that team, if they just say, "Okay, we'll trade you," and they find a willing partner like maybe uh, Houston can ship another couple picks for a running back out there too. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, here is my fantasy advice that I'm going to have to go back uh, cuz this will be out after I've already written articles, but now I'm going to go back to the rookie fantasy impact running back article, Jamichael Hasty. Get in some of that. Michael Hasty draft him. If your mustard has gone.
2: This is an undrafted guy out of Baylor who, <laughs> that is what happens. You go to Kyle Shanahan's team, the lead running back from the year before finds a way to not be there anymore, and then this is a guy that you draft in the last rounds of your draft, and you stash him on your bench, and you just wait it will until happen. he becomes the starter. Yep. <laughs> it
1: will happen. I mean, Matt Breda, um Moster himself yeah, who is that himself? other guy
2: the other guy that you forgot the one oh, uh, they have jeff daniels or some jeff shit jeff wilson and they have jeff, jeff wilson.
0: wilson so it's, it's behind Mostert. Uh, moster <laughs> jeff
1: daniels Good. i jeff traded wilson. listen i traded jeff wilson and i can't remember who else for devonte adams last year at like week four.
3: Was it Jim wow. Carrey that you traded him with?
0: Yeah,
1: oh <laughs> it was it was Dumb and Dumber. It I traded Dumb and Dumber for the mask.
0: For one person that trade for sure. <laughs> but yeah, behind behind Mostert is um, Tevin Coleman, Jerry McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, and the two undrafted free agents, Hasty, and then Ahmed out of uh, Washington.
2: uh so well it'll be that guy then. Yeah, oh, so it'll, be I I no, it'll, it'll be the guy we're I'm telling you right now. It's always the guy we're well, not expecting. It's always the guy we're not expecting. Wait, Jemiglis. the Washington back? Yeah, I think I watched a lot of that guy on accident because of Jacob Eason. He's not bad. Watch out. I'm so
0: sorry for your alarm.
2: Wait, Zach, let's put it in stone. I'll take, okay. what's his name? Ahmad? All right, all right, yes, official bet.
1: Let's Michael Hasty will have more rushing yards, or more rushing more yards? total yards, let's more total more yards.
2: Total, total fantasy points.
1: Okay, total fantasy, well, yeah, okay. that'll work. Yeah. Total fantasy total points. Fantasy points.
0: Right, I'm so. here for one of those guys gets cut week two and y'all just have it out on the show.
3: One of those guys is not making a team, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They have way too much money tied up in the first two guys.
0: But
2: if he gets picked up somewhere else and has more fantasy points, he wins the bet. So oh. where, where
1: can mustard go that would matter? That would matter. I mean, <laughs> is this going to, because because the Patriots just redid Burkhead's contract. So he can't go there because that would be like the place that I would think that, okay, he's just going to go to a different conference and he's going to go over there to Bill Belichick and he's going to be a star and make that running back com- by committee even more terrible than what it is.
0: Damon Harris is there, yeah. I read an article today where that they said the three most likely landing spots was um, the Chargers, the Jaguars.
1: Chargers would kind of make sense to spell Austin Eckler.
0: How would you feel if Eckler, though, if they are bringing in someone who already is, you know, demanding starting type level pay. So he's probably going to, you know, at least he's getting starting level. And then you've got Eckler there who is like, I'm the man now. And I just, I don't know. That, 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 that I think it would like work out people, well.
1: It seems like most running backs want him to get his extra $2 million.
3: I think the uh, the Vikings might make a little sense, too. If you're oh. trying to get some Dalvin Cook insurance here, you. you get him. Get them much cheaper, and I mean it's a similar system. Mm-hmm. That's and fancy. Mostert's not. Mostert's
2: not much of a pass catcher, so I think both of those scenarios would make sense because, in uh, in Minnesota they got Alex Madison who they like as a pass catching back. Yeah.
3: The other, the other place I like is the Steelers, just because you know their running back situation, everyone's injured all the time, so getting a guy like him for relatively cheap would that, make would
0: sense be, that would be that would be good. The other one. Chicago Bears. Yep, that's what this article said. Mm, I could see it. Well, no, have David like Montgomery
1: and Tariq Cohen. Why would they need?
2: Depends how much they like Montgomery because he had a terrible yeah, He was not. Let me
1: say coach. something. They did not give David Montgomery the ball enough, and it really pissed me <laughs> off because I traded for David Montgomery at some point, and they got to get. You got to <laughs> give running backs the ball more. I don't, I don't understand it. This running back by committee shit is driving me up the wall. And Matt Nagy and Mark Helfrich were horrible offensive minds last year. Mark
2: Helfrich is a, is a Mar- Marcus Mariota product. Well, imagine I mean, how bad you have to be. Imagine how bad of a coach you have to be to be a Marcus
3: Mariota product. And the Chip Kelly guy before that. I'm just that. saying I mean, David Montgomery is, is going to thrive under awful. a new
1: offense. I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's right possible.
3: Now. What about the Eagles?
2: They like Miles Sanders, oh, sure, yeah. but they've been a back by committee kind of team for the last four years. I
1: think I think they'll they know that Miles Sanders, their three down guy. I'm I'm pretty high on Miles.
2: I am too, but I'm not willing to draft him where the fantasy community is where drafting are they draft him. him. Like if he was well if you look at his ADP Over. on fantasy football calculator dot yeah, com. I thought fantasy you were doing bros. fantasy
1: pros by the fantasy bros.
2: I'm on the fantasy pros bros for the uh targets. But anyway, Sanders is going eighteenth overall right now.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hefty. PPR, I would yeah. probably do it.
2: RB11. First nine picks are running. Man, that's high.
1: To average.
2: Yeah. RB11? I mean, he could easily be RB11, but he could also easily be RB20, oh, yeah, you know? I
1: drafted my keeper league last year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's just it's something to at least keep tabs on as we go through the season or go approach the beginning of the season, I, I should say, about – where he ends up going the impact for those teams the impact for the 49ers and who's going to step up there whether it's Coleman McKinnon or one of these undrafted free agents per the prediction of my two wonderful co-hosts here and the bet that they've got going on uh we'll discuss what's at stake there much later on once
2: this could be (laughs) totally outdated by the
0: time oh it surely could, and I'll feel really great about this so but that does lead me into the other topic for the show tonight, and that's free agents who started, who are in news places or where where they have left and what the impacts are, where they're going, some positive ones, some negative ones, things like that. So just want to discuss, start throwing her out there, much like we've talked about offline before, about some new faces and new places, who is really improve their situation by move, by simply moving teams and just start with the individual guys who actually moved? Who are you looking at that's going to have a better fantasy year than they did last year based on just changing from getting rid of the old duds and putting on a new jersey?
1: Uh, I'm going to start with the wide receivers because there's a few, you know, wide receivers that like and dislike, blah, blah, blah. But, and you can catch all these in depth on the fourth down decision, which is on broadwaysportsmedia.com. Just put in fantasy football and you'll find me. Anyway, the person that I think is being really disrespected right now is Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is currently the wide receiver 54, and he's going in the 13th round. We're talking about a guy who in an offense last year, not only is it ran by overrated crappy head coach, Adam Gase and Al Loggins as the offensive coordinator.
2: He had, he had
1: Trevor Simeon, Luke Falk, and a sophomore slump in Sam Darnold. Not to mention, David Fells even got a, th- a few games yeah, in there.
2: Mono. Mono
1: They were throwing him the ball. And Robbie, Robbie Anderson was still able to get five touchdowns and 779 yards. Now he goes to a head coach in. Uh, Matt Rule, who knows Robbie Anderson from his, their days at Temple together, where Tim, where he was the head coach and Robbie Anderson was the wide receiver. And he's not asked to be the number one guy. It's DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel. You also have Robbie Anderson. Then you have Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball, who we know that Teddy Bridgewater is safe. He can also go deep. He's, he's a competent NFL quarterback. And I think, you know, this is the year since entering the NFL, Robbie Anderson has never hit 1,000 yards. This is that year for him. And he's going in the 13th round. He is the wide – in my opinion, he's the wide receiver one of the Panthers. And you can get a wide receiver one of an NFL team in the 13th round. D.J. Moore is not a wide receiver one. You've seen it. It's, it's not happening.
2: DJ Moore is the wide receiver one that was built for Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see. Because he works underneath. Let me say
1: this. Most deep ball incompletions that were deemed the quarterback's fault in 2019, Robbie Anderson was tied for second with 12 deep ball uh, incompletions by Sam Darnold, Trevor Simeon, Luke Falk, whoever the hell was throwing the ball up there. (laughs) Either way, he was second among all wide receivers. This guy is going to outplay his 13th round ADP. And if you do not draft Robbie Anderson that late, if you're in the 13th round he's there,
3: draft him. All right. You didn't mention the most important part of Robbie Anderson's, you know, transition to Carolina and that he's got the best offensive coordinator in the history of football in Joe Brady. In the history of uh, college football How could I
1: forget? Joe Brady and an approved offensive line in the Panthers.
3: Yep. I, I definitely think – I don't know if he'll be their wide receiver one, but definitely wide receiver two because I I can't see Curtis Samuel outplaying. There him. have been
0: times in my fantasy past where I was able to pick up Robbie Anderson for stretches, and he was very beneficial, even in that Jets offense. So I could see it happening. He's not
1: been bad. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's been like five touchdowns, six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, four touchdowns. I mean, he's got the touchdowns, and that's really what you're looking for when you get a wide receiver.
3: Yeah. Two years ago, he had a stretch where he was like between fifteen and twenty points for four or five weeks, I think, in a row. He was really consistent for a while. I so, gotta say, yeah, when definitely. you
2: first when you first said Robbie Anderson, I was like,
1: that's that's know? what I want everybody else to think at the drafts.
2: But <laughs> after you kept going for a little bit, I was like, you know what? You are actually a hundred percent right on that the one. 13th that's a very round. Good point. And listen, if Joe Brady can get Teddy Bridgewater to throw deep half as well as he got us, uh, Joe Burrow to throw deep, then...
1: we got to remember, the pre-injury, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater was throwing deep pretty well to Stephon Diggs.
2: I mean, he was doing it well, but he wasn't doing it often. Yeah,
1: well, there's a difference, but I, I think that what Robbie Anderson is all... All he needs is someone that actually can throw the ball well because he ain't getting out Sam Darnold and James Morgan, future MVP, wasn't on the Jets yet. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Right. This is so gonna be a the running way, theme you know, throughout. Imagine the, the production if no Morgan. See how I bring all it all
1: around.
2: Nobody knows, <laughs> Nobody knows about that. Oh well, a that be...
0: job there. On, on Oh, they'll uh, know.
2: By the way, I was pretty low on the Panthers, as you guys know, but I've read some stuff and have listened to you talk, and I've realized some things. And like, you know what? So maybe we're not crazy. Yeah, they're not intentionally tanking. could intentionally things. tank, JG. You know what? The fact that uh Matt Rule and Joe Brady like specifically Joe Brady, plucked Teddy Bridgewater as like the guy after Joe Brady spent time in New Orleans where he was responsible for getting Teddy Bridgewater up to speed on the offense when they first brought him in to New Orleans. That seems like, you know what, there's something going on there. I, I think <laughs> Teddy I Bridgewater to say is that.
1: some sneaky value too. He's going to be talked yeah. about a lot in my fantasy quarterback one, but that's some sneaky value right there.
2: My yeah. friends will tell you I was really high on Bridgewater when he came out of Louisville. I wanted the Titans to draft him that year. I did actually, too. When they got. When they got what wanted.
0: was that city called? Louisville. There we go. I thought I heard of Louisville.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna yell at you. Sorry. My family's from Louisville, so. Oh. <laughs>
0: Louisville. Uh, yeah, so, so now now I'm not so crazy for bringing up Bridgewater in the past about he could be a, a sneaky thing, to, somebody to keep your tabs on throughout the year. See But well, you've never past. brought that up, and the there's no recorded <laughs> history yeah, of it. Yeah, it's not going to judge the light of day. Fine. Fine. Yeah.
2: yeah, but you can bring it up now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that Bridgewater is going to be, have a much better season than what people are thinking of if you go back and think about what he was pre-injury, you know, before his knee just absolutely exploded and then see what he did down the stretch with New Orleans or uh, when he came into the stepping for Drew Brees. And he wasn't electric by any means. I didn't think that he could go be an MVP, MVP candidate, but I think that he could definitely lead a team that has some talent around him. And that's what Carolina does. And they've got a good offensive coaching staff to help direct that too. So I don't think he's a crazy pick to keep your tabs on when you go into a draft.
1: What's his current ADP?
2: You just said, right? 13th round? Oh, no. Uh, I'm talking
1: about Teddy Bridgewater. Oh,
2: Teddy B? Teddy B can't possibly be drafted. Uh, 203. He can't be
1: getting drafted?
3: 203rd, 14.09. We're back 27 right now.
1: Are you serious? That's how low he's going? And let me tell this he has the second, no, 31st easiest schedule. Oh is Lord. that the best, easiest schedule? How do y'all want me to say things? Either way, he's in the green and he's second. He has a really easy schedule so as
2: a passer schedule. for okay. fantasy football. That would be the second easiest, second
1: yeah. easiest. But
3: <laughs> you know what's, that's what I said? what's crazy is that um, I to fight
0: about Cam Newton right now.
3: Go, Cam Newton's going just a spot above Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback twenty-six right now. Cam which Newton's is, not
1: even going to start the
3: first three or four games. Well, he's he's definitely worth more than quarterback 26. This site has Cam Newton over
2: Joe Burrow at QB 23. Oh, well, that site, throw it out did the window. Did you make these
0: rankings? I did not. I to bet these sites are looking at. So, we'll give us somebody else to talk about this not Panthers-related, JG.
2: Uh, all right, let's stick with the uh, wide receiver market and talk about a couple of my boys. Nick Foles has changed teams, and Brandon Cooks has changed teams. And there's two receivers that are benefiting from that. Allen Robinson in Chicago, who I don't think a lot of people realize was third in the league in targets last year. And Mitch Trubisky just couldn't get him the ball on target. I feel like Allen Robinson is primed for a huge season because if Trubisky is not getting it done again, Nick Foles is going to step in. And Nick Foles may not be a great quarterback, but he can put it up to a receiver and give them the ability to produce. I think Allen Robinson is a kind of guy who's going under the radar. I mean, third overall in targets. He's the only real playmaker on the Bears offense. They're going to try to get him the ball. And then my other boy, Robert Woods, who was ninth in the NFL in targets last year. And that was with Brandon Cooks on the Rams. And Brandon Cooks traded to Houston. That opens the door for Robert Woods to pretty much take all the outside snaps at the starting receiver spot where he's a steal. These are guys that could be league winners at the receiver position.
1: Well, I can already tell you that me and J.G. are probably never going to agree on anything. (laughs) And I don't know who you should listen to, the guy who wins championships or the guy who just makes it and falls short. So, anyway. shots
2: fired. I win my family. What
1: he's (laughs) leaving out is that Van Jefferson has been drafted to the Rams, and he's going to still eat into the targets. And when anybody was injured, Josh Reynolds he filled in fine. This isn't going to change the the target distribution in favor of Robert Woods because he could barely get open. He's just a guy. How
3: did he end up? Just in- a
1: fantasy guy. How did he end also, in- the
3: Rams didn't have an effective running game last year. This year they will yeah. with Cam Akers. Which I believe opens up the entire offense. They didn't have an effective Except running game. Except
2: for
1: he'll still targets because he's a pass catching running back too. Right. He doesn't have to come off the field. I mean
2: Todd Gurley was one of the most targeted receivers in the league two years ago when he But was- he's
1: a running back, he's not a receiver. So anyways, that just proves my <laughs> point that you have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> and then
2: How fallow how- how- how?
1: <laughs> because what? he's not a receiver. He's a running back. You called well, him a you're receiver. You're talking about Cam Akers. You're talking about Cam Akers. Is, is, he is a running back. No, you said Todd Gurley.
2: Yeah. After Cam yeah. Akers. In response yeah. to Cam Akers. I said he's is a, in a
1: pass-catching it. running back, and he's called Todd Gurley a receiver. Todd Gurley is a pass-catching running
2: back. I didn't call Todd Gurley a receiver. I said oh, you Todd you Gurley was taking will You'll, you'll hear it that when that, you get yeah. sent
1: the audio files. No, I do Anyway... Can you guys back in the on top of crazy. Like Nick Foles. I mean, are we... How does he improve Allen Robinson's overall season if he's only going to start a little bit later in the year? I mean, you're is talking he really about a that guy good? that's
2: already third in the league in targets, and Robert Woods already ninth in the league in targets. If these guys get bumps, or if Robert Woods, who only scored two touchdowns last year, just has a positive regression to the amount of touchdowns a guy who is ninth in the league in targets would typically score. If you look at Warren Sharp, sharp football stats, is metric for amount of, like, The expected number of touchdowns you'll score based on your receiving yards, Robert Woods had the highest discrepancy between the actual amount of touchdowns he scored and the number of touchdowns he was projected to score based on his yardage. If those things average out, and if Robert Woods can get more targets than last year with a huge guy like Brandon Cooks gone, I mean, Van Jefferson's coming in to eat into Josh Reynolds' snaps. He's not eating into the established guy Robert Woods' snaps as a rookie. I mean...
1: I feel if like this is a Robert Woods up. conversation everybody has every year. They're trying to talk themselves and look into the the, the mystical stats in the world of the
3: what-ifs. It's not a what-ifs, though. I mean, yeah. it's a... So what do you think he is, JG? Do you think he's wide receiver two? You think, Or are you, with this bump, thinking he's wide receiver one material? I'm drafting him as one of my
2: wide receiver twos because I think that's where he's going and that's how, what I feel you can safely rely on him to be. But to me, he's a guy I'm targeting specifically over some other wide receivers that you kind of know, like over a Calvin Ridley,
3: over Tyler Lockett. Oh no no. no! no no no! <laughs> oh, my, I agree with word. you on two out of the three, but Tyler Lockett's a fantasy stud. He's borderline oh. wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett's currently going
2: six spots ahead of Robert Woods, two receiver spots. I mean, DJ Shark is going ahead of Woods. I would rather have Robert Woods because I think he's a guy that starts as a wide receiver too, much like Chris Godwin going into last year, who has the potential, if things break right, to be a wide receiver one, to finish like a top seven kind of guy if he gets in the end zone more, if that offense really picks up and they get more big chunk plays through the air because the running game's working better. I think that those are all possibilities. And then with Allen Robinson, like I said, the Bears want to get the ball to Allen Robinson, and Trubisky couldn't do it. And I'm not saying Nick Foles is a great quarterback, but we've seen him be way better than Trubisky. He's been with Matt Nagy when they were in Kansas City together. He's going to know how to run the system. The The coronavirus-shortened offseason shouldn't affect him too much because he's been in the system before. So as long as he can be better than Trubisky, he doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes he can help improve the guy who was already third in the league in targets in getting more fantasy points. And Allen Robinson, by the way, is going right behind Robert Woodward, four spots behind Robert Wood's 56. So you probably don't end up with both of these guys unless you take one of them in your flex.
0: (laughs) The flex. (laughs) So So, I will say this. this. Uh,
1: Are you stealing my words now and my phrases? You already steal my notes every podcast? Okay, go ahead, go
0: ahead. I feel like it's a fairly common saying to transition into a word of thought and to get you two to shut the hell up for a second. <laughs> Unless somebody else on the show talk okay. before we all come across the screen at each other diagonally on mine. So. <laughs> it's all in good fun. Oh, I know. Uh, I think that you have to consider too, I think you were alluding to this a little bit with Foles earlier. Who's going to be throwing these guys the ball? I got to see a little more improvement out of Jared Goff because I think he took a major regression. I just don't have a whole lot of confidence there. I think they're becoming they're going to have to do something different than they did because I don't think he's the quarterback they thought he was, and you saw that last year. and I, in, in my opinion, I think that continues. They may change their offensive philosophy a little bit, and I, I don't see why they would. not That's a smart be smart move based on what I saw last year. And when you look at Chicago, Foles, he's following kind of that uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, Second coming of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I should say, uh, where he gets starter money, sucks, goes somewhere, replaces a starter, and he's brilliant, right? So if that's the if he keeps doing this kind of a stuff, I mean, history shows that he's done that. So I'm just gonna, I'm just joking, half half joking. But if he does continue that process and he goes to Chicago, then that's got to be more. I, I'm more confident in your Chicago pick over your Rams pick. Okay,
2: I do think I'm higher than most people on the Rams.
1: I'd go Robert Woods over Allen Robinson, and here's why: because he's consistent
0: you you Sorry.
1: can and we've i think we said this on a podcast that's probably never going to see the light of day but if you need 9 or 9 points in standard or 12 <laughs> points in PPR from a wide receiver robert woods is your guy he's never really going to fall below that but he can really at on some games like one or two games he can really hit above that he's a consistent he's he's a Julian Edelman kind of receiver he's not sexy I'm not really spending a lot to go get him but I'd be happy to have him in like the sixth or seventh round Uh, I I feel to me that's
0: three you're happy you're happy yeah
1: I mean like he's a flex guy I don't want him to be a weekly starter in my opinion
0: I'd be
3: happy with him as wide receiver two, but I do think there's way less projection with Robert Woods who you know who his quarterback is you know where where he's going to get the ball largely, but with uh, Nick Foles, you don't know. Maybe he likes Anthony Miller more than he likes uh, Allen Robinson. You have no idea what's what that situation is going to be. Who he's going to have comfort with? They also throwing.
1: have ten tight ends,
3: but they yeah, Jimmy can't, Graham. Yeah, the, one of a, the Jimmy biggest Graham. losers this offseason, But who knows?
2: <laughs> you can't. Here's the thing: Nick Foles can't go to Allen Robinson. Can't go to uh, Anthony Miller and be like. Dude, Jacksonville, what a shit show, right? But he can bond with Allen Robinson over there.
1: Okay, hey, let me ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great relationship. That is pretty true. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I want to ask Greenlaw and Ryan. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Robert Woods or Keenan Allen?
3: Uh, Keenan Allen.
0: With Tyrod Taylor. Just oh, her. Tyler. Justin Herbert's going to start. Like Justin Herbert.
3: I mean, Jared Goff's terrible also. Let's try not to sugarcoat that.
0: Jared Goff
2: is about to have a little bit of a bounce back here. I'm high on the Rams. I'm taking the Rams I, over. I, I
3: confidence there.
1: Ryan, so did you go Keenan Allen?
0: Yeah, just because uh, I think Those are, are pretty Allen. close, though. Robert yeah,
1: Woods I'm or gonna, Tyler, I'm Lockett.
0: I'm, Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett, easy.
1: Okay. This
3: show Robert is Woods, higher Tyler Lockett. Robert Woods
1: or... Uh, DK Metcalf.
0: Robert Woods. See, I, I I go to a lot of my decisions about who's throwing the ball, and I would I, I, think I'm taking my chance on DK Metcalf because I think that he's going to get those big chunk plays, and I think that one or two of his catches a game could equal four or five from Robert Woods. Maybe, Robert but Woods or Ryan Stephon Diggs. Oh, Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. I'm sorry, I'm not trusting. Oh, really? I'd
3: go to Diggs. Going the
0: Bills. Uh, Robert
1: Woods, last one. Robert Woods or um, T. Y. Hilton.
0: T. Y. Hilton. Hmm.
3: Mm, probably T. Y. Hilton, I guess, because he's the number one guy there.
1: Every wide receiver I named start is getting drafted according to fantasy, the fantasy bros, the fantasy pros. After, um robert
0: woods so you are saying is there's some good value to be found if you don't quite hit on your robert woods and calvin
1: ridley at 43 it, that's as the 43 overall player right now is utterly ridiculous and we don't have to get into that tonight but we'll talk about overdrafts later i mean there was a deleted
0: tweet where he made a top five for somebody so yeah he did <laughs> was
1: he the third
0: I think Who's he was number the, three on that list. I don't know if we want to. Oh wide
1: receiver <laughs> 17. Give me a oh. break, people. My God, you watch football at all last year?
0: So, Greenlaw, do you have anybody else you're watching for out there in the fantasy landscape that changed teams that people keep yeah, tabs on?
3: So, I think my big uh, guy to that changed teams this offseason was Hayden Hurst just because of the situation he's in. So, last year he was tied in 34 in uh, – he was the second or third tight end in Baltimore system, and now he's going to be clear-cut tight end one in a system that made Austin Hooper tight end number seven. So I think just based on volume alone, I think he's going to be a, probably a tight end one and a guy you can plug and play in your fantasy lineup every week. With a
1: disclaimer, it's not hard to be a tight end one. No, in no, it's,
3: it's not hard to be a tight end one, and I don't think Hayden Hurst is this amazing player. I just think he's going to have a lot of opportunity.
0: Right, but the barrel does – you are scraping the barrel once you get past a small amount of guys. Though. Yeah, like so, I mean, Seven. You want you yeah. want to try to that's what I'm saying. Like so, like in a, in a twelve person league, when you're looking at this, you're looking at tight ends. You want to look at you always want to look for that tight end no one's expecting, so that you can grab him a little later. So, I, I what Greenlaw is saying is that may, maybe not everyone's going to have him at the top of their list. You want to take the known guys, the names, and here's right. here you've got someone who you can grab later on who's going to put out similar numbers because of the situation he's in.
1: Well, and Darren Waller is going in the fifth round right now, and to me in PPR leagues. And to me, that's crazy. That is Mm -hmm. utterly crazy for a tight end, even in PPR. And so, I'm with Greenlaw. I think Hayden Hurst, and, you know, I think that's a good one. I mean, it's not sexy. It's not, you know, it's no Robbie Anderson or no Robert Woods or anything because we all agree (laughs) on it. But
3: uh, I think think that's a good
1: one. I think that's a viable, like, that is a good fantasy tip.
3: Thank you, Zach. You're he, welcome. Zach can plug me as well. Yeah. You can find him at robertgreenlaw.com. Is that true? Yeah. yeah I, I just bought the domain.
0: Oh, he does have a Twitter yeah. handle if you would like to give that right now.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, It's Bob Blablaw on Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> Got it. It's at Rob on Broadway. Bob Blablaw. Blab. Uh, Rob, didn't you have another big receiver you want to talk about? Oh, you. well, I like DeAndre Hopkins. Who doesn't? Oh, I... He's on the. He's
1: on the. He's in the article. He's in the article. We could talk some DeAndre Hopkins. He's, I mean, because he's I love to some like,
3: Christian Kirk. Oh, JG does not like Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk
2: sucks. <laughs> Christian Kirk is an overrated product of Kyler Murray, who. It reminds me a lot of Taewon Taylor, but in a more pass-happy offense,
3: given the opportunities that Taewon Taylor never actually earned. You know why he's saying this, Zach? is because Christian Kirk is the Texas A&M guy, and <laughs> <laughs> JG yeah, cannot stand him. This is not true. I Look, I watched every throw that Kyler Murray made
2: <laughs> last season, and as part of a little project that died, uh, sadly. I watched every throw that Kyler Murray threw last season. Okay, I watched every target to Christian Kirk. DeAndre Hopkins is going to change that offense. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my god, I can't believe what Texans are so stupid.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, we can rail. We can spend another whole episode on just railing on the Texans and their I decisions. Mean,
1: let's say this: Christian Kirk's not number one wide receiver, and I'm I'm not saying that, but he's going in the ninth or tenth round in the pass happy offense. That that's good value for Christian Kirk, who in as a number one wide receiver, um, still got uh, 709 yards and three touchdowns last year. I mean, he's a wide receiver, too. He's someone that you could definitely start
3: in the flex. The flex. You like and, him over Larry Fitzgerald there?
1: Well, who cares about Larry Fitzgerald? He's old. But
3: well, they still got him.
1: Still but I will say this. Targets. they 55.4% they, of their offensive plays were pass plays and i think christian kirk is still going to carve out a role i i really love yonder hopkins and in fact he's my wide receiver 1 in fantasy
3: yep i agree with that i don't see he was like wide receiver 7 or something like wide receiver 9 last year and going into that offense I, he's going to get so many targets he's going to he, he would be my number 1 wide receiver as well
1: there's no re- and i and i can really appreciate and i can draft him because he's not a Houston Texan. yeah, right.
3: So you don't have to feel bad about it.
0: You don't have to feel bad about him dunking on the Titans. But talk <laughs> about
1: a symbiotic relationship. DeAndre Hopkins is going to improve, and I think Christian Kirk's going to improve, which makes Kyler Murray improve.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: this because of one trade, and not a free. It's not a free agent move, but because of one trade it's that really matters right. in the fantasy world, big yep. time. So are
0: you, think... uh, some of we talked about earlier, you would you take uh, Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley?
3: Where they're drafted, Kirk. probably Kirk. Okay. Where they're drafted. 43 for Ridley yeah. is insane. I can't yeah, that's, wrap that's my fair. mind I just, that.
0: As a player, though. As a player, I mean, as a player, man.
1: i take Calvin Ridley,
0: Calvin but Ridley. I
3: don't
1: know what's going on in Atlanta that he kind of disappeared off the fantasy landscape. He's he really that. good his rookie year, and then he just like
2: – Well, even his rookie year, he was in and out. I mean, yeah. he does that. So, he has three touchdowns. I think at least Christian Kirk, year?
1: you know yeah. that Christian Kirk's in – I think DeAndre Hopkins helps Christian Kirk more than DeAndre Hopkins actually helps Kyler Murray. Oh, just think about
0: that. That's fair enough. I mean, you've got one of the best, not one of, the best receiver in the game going that's going to demand more attention from defenses. You can only think that the number two, number three guys are going to benefit from that more than when they were the one and two guys last year.
2: So, how about this? Would you guys rather have Tyreek Hill or DeAndre Hopkins?
1: DeAndre Hopkins. No doubt.
2: Yeah, Gardner Hopkins too.
1: is my wide receiver one.
2: I agree. This site has Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas going ahead of him.
1: Yeah, Michael Thomas going ahead of him in PPR is crazy, especially with let me transition. In because of Emmanuel Sanders signing down there in New Orleans. Everybody no, forgets not. that Emmanuel Sanders is down in New Orleans and we're talking about a viable guy who with a crowded wide receiver room and a run heavy offense Still got a lot of touches and a lot of yards last year. Emmanuel Sanders is not some scrub that can't um, that can't produce in the fantasy world. I, I, do not, I think it's the most under-the-radar free agency addition that I, I've ever seen from a fantasy perspective that's not being talked about enough. He's wide receiver 40. His current ADP is 108, ninth 10th round. I mean, that's a steal for Emmanuel Sanders, who's a constant producer in the fantasy world.
3: He is, and it's going that addition is going to impact Michael Thomas, who already just works underneath for the most part. So you're comparing yep. him to DeAndre Hopkins, who works all over the field, not just the, the slants over and over again. I, Man, I don't know who's drafting Thomas over DeAndre Hopkins, but that's crazy.
1: It's It's utterly crazy. Let me say this. Emmanuel Sanders, last I checked, was one spot, literally one spot below Christian Kirk. Hmm. That's his value right now. It's Christian Kirk or Emmanuel Sanders, and I would go Emmanuel Sanders all day
3: long. I think part of it's because he got traded to San Francisco. He had one or two really good games last year, and then he was hurt almost the entire rest of the year, plus Debo was getting most of the targets there. But I agree with you. He's, He's someone that you could put in the flex
0: the flex
3: if you needed needed a guy in, in a spot like that yeah i'm with
2: you guys too and michael thomas in general is due for a little bit of regression regardless i mean you don't especially if you put up
1: yeah
2: yes. you don't put up a historic season in terms of catches and then top that the next year it's just not how football because calvin johnson
1: didn't even do that right didn't he get like he went off he almost got like two thousand
2: yards yeah 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 and then julio leads the league in receiving yards and then he's not there he's in top three and then the next year he's in contention for the lead again that's how football works you go up and down you fluctuate back and forth across your career average. So what's Michael Thomas' career average?
3: Maybe he does improve. He's gotten destroyed on Twitter basically all offseason. So (laughs) maybe he uses that as motivation. Yeah, and he improves on it. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's possible. But you also have, like you guys are talking about now, Emmanuel Sanders coming in. So even with the natural regression you might expect, now you're adding another good, I mean, really talented receiver who gets open, who demands the ball a lot because he gets open, who... It's coming into an offense that knows how to find open receivers, so I mean, this is, this offense made that what was that primetime game where they made a bunch of no name guy. Was it like Thanksgiving? Games? Oh, it was
1: the Thanksgiving game two years ago. Yeah, it was like Kirkwood or
2: something like that. Kirkwood and some other Trey, what some other guy? Traquan Smith. Yeah. Trey yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if those guys can come to this offense and play with those kind of numbers, then yeah. what's? I'm uh, being I mean, dead serious, serious anyway.
3: when I say this, but I think both guys would benefit from Jameis Winston playing quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't.
0: Mr. Yolo himself, who can see now. Yeah, yeah, best quarterback ever.
1: And and speaking of Jameis Winston, I just want to say, scrubs are scrubs. And I'm not saying Jameis Winston's a scrub, but someone that benefited from Jameis Winston last year was Brashard Perryman. And Brashard Perryman is going in 13th round, which is the same round as Robbie Anderson in a Jets offense that is piss poor crap. And this is ridiculous. He's going as wide receiver 58, Brashard Perryman. You think that because he got the benefit of a volume passing attack that he's actually good? He's not good. He's a scrub. He's always been a scrub. Scrubs are scrubs. It doesn't matter if Tajay Sharp is wearing purple. It doesn't matter if, you know, Geronimo, Geronimo Allison is wearing a, in it the Detroit Honolulu blue, it doesn't matter that Randall Cobb <laughs> is wearing the Texans uniform. It doesn't matter. Updorson,
2: whoa, whoa, Randall Cobb went to you, Kentucky.
3: You named one guy who used to be really good in Randall Cobb. Two absolute scrubs in Tajay. That's Sharks what I'm saying. But Allison. people will draft one, these guys. One guy who might be Okay. <laughs>
1: Listen, that's what I'm saying. Bill <laughs> Dorsett, Marquise Lee, Devin Funches, Nelson Aguilar, they're all scrubs. That's what I'm saying. Let other, here's my fantasy advice. Let other people draft these people because you know there's going to be two or three people on your draft that are going to look at these people and be like, oh, Devin Funches in Green Bay. I'm the genius. I'm the genius that will draft Devin Funches in Green Bay. Well, they're not. Nelson Aguilar,
3: No. I've Let never. Let
1: other people draft <laughs> these fucking losers.
3: Where did you say Perryman you. was going? Oh, man. Oh, Brashad Perryman
1: is going to the 13th round.
3: That might not be a terrible spot for he him. Is. I don't think he's it... a
2: scrub. He's, he's a amazing... no. I don't think he's
3: some
0: amazing. I don't think he's a need wider. To have receiver to article.
2: Put it in stone,
3: guys.
1: Yeah. So, okay.
2: We'll, he'll
3: outperform so in all those guys the 13th round. You listed. Is also
1: Robbie Anderson. Who do you think is going to get more stats?
3: Robbie Anderson. More stats. Thank you. But that's not who I'm arguing against. I'm arguing against the Tajay Sharps of the world.
1: Well, I think they're all scrubs. I just think that Brashad Perryman is the only one that's getting this crazy. Listen, they're all scrubs. Brashad Perryman is a scrub. Let other people draft the wide receivers Are scrubs. That's all I'm saying. And he's included.
3: I agree with that strategy. Let other people take the bad players. That's all I'm saying. But Brashad is Tajay Sharp. down
0: decision series. We don't want no scrubs.
3: <laughs> no scrubs.
1: I already put that in the article, too. I know no scrubs reference. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, awesome. Oh,
3: boy. They're wow, just gonna what's going to list all these players that no one would draft anyway and just say, don't oh, Let me tell you something. Someone <laughs> is
1: <laughs> going <laughs> to fucking draft yeah. these players, and someone's going to be like, oh, I'm so glad.
3: If someone drafts Devin the Funchess, they should be kicked out of their league.
1: <laughs> but who else they get drafting Green Bay? Because it's that's it. That he's Devontae the only Adams, other wide receiver. It. Don't
3: draft anybody else.
1: He's the only yeah. other wide receiver.
2: Alan Lazard, bro. Aaron oh, Rodgers yeah. loves
3: him. Oh, what's someone that? that Man, loves I'm telling you loves Kumaro. J- uh, Jake I'm
1: telling you, someone in your league is sitting right now looking at this and they see Devin Funches down there. <laughs> this is the guy.
3: No really? one has ever
2: said, year, "Yeah, this guy." look everybody loves hakeem butler right well alan lazard kept hakeem butler on the sidelines until his senior until butler's senior year and lazard is in green bay and aaron Rodgers likes this guy so i'm just saying if there's a green bay receiver trying to take a random flyer on hoping for the best it's alan lazard well
1: yeah, but You're, someone else is going to be drafting. Listen, you draft Allen Lazard in the 13th round while someone else drafts Devin Funches.
3: For the record, Akeem Butler is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, would make your scrubs list. Don't draft him.
0: Yeah, definitely not. So we've got to no scrubs list. We've got a lot of things to look out for. One other... Dis- situation that should be improved for some players or maybe it's not is what's going on in tampa bay with them getting the greatest quarterback of all time in tom brady and what's going to affect that offense and i see the quotations i'm just saying it's going to be very interesting to see if tom brady is the goat in his fading years or if it was all bill belichick and those are discussions for a different cat podcast at a whole other time because that's a very interesting case study but he is going to tampa bay there are some weapons there who benefits the most Are the tight ends viable now with Gronkowski? What are you looking for there? We'll start with Green Law since we haven't really started much with him on a lot of topics tonight.
3: I think the guy it hurts the most is Mike Evans because, you know, he's the big deep ball guy, and Brady's not a deep ball thrower. He really hasn't been throughout his career except for when he had Randy Moss, but Mike Evans isn't that type of guy where he's going to get all, you know, three yards of separation. Uh, Chris Godwin probably – I don't know if he benefits more because he was already so good last year, but he's probably a guy who's you won't see a ton of drop-off with him. And then uh, who's the running back they got? They got someone just out of necessity. I'm blanking on his name.
1: Oh, D. Uh, uh,
3: it's the guy from Vanderbilt, right? Oh, yeah, on bon, yeah, But he's not out of necessity. He's the guy.
2: Right. I'm in on Keyshawn Vaughn from a fantasy perspective. Yes, that doesn't exactly. make him great. I,
3: I agree with you guys a hundred percent. Not not someone he's kind of like Hayden Hurst. He's gonna be there based on opportunity alone. That was Whoa. weird. And Zach just has a profile picture now. <laughs>
0: wow. That was crazy. <laughs> Ronald Jones is still there too. Ronald I'm Jones. still
3: here, but I'm going to pee.
0: Ronald Jones is bad. <laughs> So Mike Evans is, is someone you're looking at that's going to be, and I agree with you because especially in, and you're talking about Brady the ball with Moss, that's just something you can't categorize because that's Moss in his prime, that's
3: Brady in his prime. I'm sorry, you,
0: yes, Brady in his prime. You can't draw that comparison and think that Mike Evans is going to do well, just based on that. But what does this do for JG? What does this do for uh, Godwin?
2: Well, I think if you're looking at, I mean, I don't know honestly. I mean, it depends how much Godwin plays in the slot versus playing outside because if Brady's coming into Tampa Bay, I feel like there's a better chance that Brady goes to Bruce Arians and says, Bruce, this is the offense I've been running for 20 years. I'd much rather teach this offense to your team and to you than try to hope that a new offense will be good for me. But I'm willing, obviously, to take on whatever – I mean, I'm sure they're blending hybrid stuff there. But, I mean – There's going to be a, I think, Julian Edelman guy in this new Bucs offense that's probably going to blend what Brady does with what Arians does because I don't think the running backs in in Tampa Bay can do anything that the running backs in New England have been doing for at least the last few years. I mean, Brady's offenses have shifted throughout his career, but at this stage of his career, you know, like you said, he doesn't take a lot of deep shots anymore. So I think that Chris Godwin working underneath, working slants, I mean – as much as we talk about AJ Brown and uh, Johnny Smith being yak monsters, like a guy you see on a lot of those lists, sometimes in between their names is Chris Godwin. So if he's continuing to get a lot of that action, like I think that if you look at the basic career numbers, like Chris Godwin had such a good season last year, same thing I talked about with Michael Thomas, you know, there's a better chance that he doesn't have as good a year last year in as he did. I mean, he's probably going to regress a little bit, even if he has a great year. So right. is he worth the draft pick? Like, I think it's good for Chris Godwin, the player, but is he worth where he's going right now? 19th overall as the wide receiver, one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, he could be wide receiver six, but he could be wide receiver 13, which is where, you know, Julian Edelman usually falls. So right. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of worried about that.
3: And Bruce Arians has said that they're going to be a base two tight end offense. So does that take, it might be a case where everybody is worse than they were last year besides... Keyshawn Vaughn. Well, can Brady
2: throw it 550 times? Is his arm capable of that? Like, probably 400. He He brings a ton of water. Some
1: some guy from New Jersey.
2: (laughs) I mean, I'm asking like, are they going to run the same offense they ran with Jameis? Throw it for, no. for days, Winston. I don't. That's think why know.
1: they drafted okay. Keyshawn Vaughn. Is so if it's everybody's
2: targets go down, then like none of these Bucks receivers are gonna be worth where they're going. I mean, Chris Godman, I just mentioned wide receiver six. Mike Evans is wide receiver seven. That and those things don't add up with Brady's ADP. Like nope. if if you're gonna draft those guys that high, then you gotta expect Brady to be a great quarterback this year. You don't have two top seven receivers unless you're putting up great quarterback stats. So none of it really makes sense to me. I think they're. Mike Evans is being drafted on name, and Chris Godwin is being drafted on last year, and I'm avoiding the Bucks this year because of the unknown elements. The fact that there's no value, you don't like... Keyshawn Vaughn's you
1: know, the except only Except for value. Keyshawn Vaughn.
2: except for that's, it, that's it. I would definitely take Keyshawn Vaughn, actually. So, let, which let is me a ask shame. you guys
1: this. League of record that I'm in, a trade just went down with Chris Godwin. So there's Team A, Team B. Team A sins... And we are just so you know, twelve team league, not PPR, and um, we do a linear draft. So basically, the worst team picks at the first at the top of the first round every time because we're we're a ten year plus keeper league at this point.
0: Gotcha. So, so it's the, keeper the, league. They've got the, the worst team has the first pick in every round. Yeah. Okay. So. So,
1: Team A sends the first his first round pick. Fourth-round pick, 11th-round pick, and Chris Godwin to Tim, Team B. And Team B get sins second-round pick, third-round pick, seventh-round pick.
2: He sent a first and Chris Godwin?
1: Yes. And Chris Godwin, I believe, is a... Uh, twelfth round keeper, maybe six. He may be six. I, I have to remember well, okay. how it works. Is okay, team,
0: is team A um picking towards the end of first round? Not that it matters too much, but I'm what I'm saying is, is team A T- team A
1: on? is picking seventh.
0: Because where's team B picking?
1: Team B, we are waiting for the NFL uh team our fantasy league draft lottery to take into effect. So we did the first the people that made the consolation bracket. Do an MBA-style draft lottery.
3: <laughs> nice, I like. It's it a cool. Lot. Yeah, it's nice. so you said the guy who's getting Godwin sent or got the first Godwin, and then what other two draft picks?
1: So one guy's getting Team A is sending first round, fourth round, eleventh round Chris Godwin.
2: So he's giving up a second and a third for a first and a fourth. And, and Chris, Chris Godwin? Godwin.
3: Yeah, that's I, the guy who's getting Godwin stole that. Yeah, that's and then, too, right? that's, that's what I said. I mean, that's insanity. He's now got two first round picks. He's going to be able to draft a wide receiver if he wants. That'll be wide receiver one and have Chris Godwin as your wide receiver two. Yeah,
1: Chris Godwin, Godwin is his. a six round keeper. So you, he only loses his six round pick. The Guy Ooh. who gets Godwin,
2: yeah. I mean, well, Chris Godwin's going in the second round, so that's a yeah. freaking deal. Yeah. So he
1: gets two firsts, and his only other real viable keeper is Chris Carson, the guy getting Chris Godwin. So, so he'll Chris be able
3: Carson, RB one, wide receiver one, with those first two picks. Yeah, and he's going to be. And Chris Carson
1: set. is actually a second round pick. Yeah, but the he's trading his second round pick, so it's actually a first round pick technically because we move it up. So,
0: he How many still gets do one first pick? round
1: pick, one Chris Carson, one Chris Godwin, and a first round pick.
0: Is there a limit on keepers you get per year two. for this team, too? So, what if this is a situation, and just hear me out, where the team yeah. sending Godwin has two receivers that he views as better, and he's just trying to get some value while he can out of well, Godwin? Why is
2: he getting a sense? first round pick for that? Right.
0: I'm, I'm yeah. Because the guy, the guy making the trade on the other side could know that and and he's got him kind of against the barrel if he wants it so i'm just i'm just i've if been a part of those trades team
2: unbalanced if the fourth round pick wasn't involved it would make more sense to me I but get you, I get the you. guy giving up chris godwin isn't really getting better draft picks he's moving i'm, back I'm trying in to find reasons round. for
0: why the one dude did it <laughs> All right, i'm just i'm trying to make logical sense for why the one dude did it and the only thing i can think of is that he just has a loaded roster yeah and he's just trying to get some value yeah. and, and get picks tobaccos or something or he oh, he's the
3: type of guy who would draft Devin Funchis in the fantasy <laughs> tell me this is mike, have all
2: is mike one of these people
1: no no, no. i would definitely <laughs> i would teammate. mention my name is lebowski
0: is he no. also trading for for, for sharp i'm glad i'm not
1: crazy because i felt like i was crazy there for a little bit
0: no, it seems a bit much. And, that, and I guess that's why I was trying to process it and giving benefit of the doubt to see if there's some other details there that could help explain that. But there's not, so. Yeah, I mean, that, hey. that does make sense except for the picks. The picks don't, it doesn't add up. It sounds like collusion to me. So it does sound though, When in, in regards, just to kind of bring this back here, uh, in regards to Tampa Buccaneers when it comes to the fantasy, it's kind of a mixed bag. You don't know what's going to get and I kind of want to see it. Unfortunately, you don't get that benefit when you're drafting before the season actually starts. Is, you know, what's the position that's going to be the most at the end of the season? Is it going to be the tight ends with OJ Howard, Gronkowski, and Cameron Brait? You know, if they're rolling out two tight ends, they're going to have all this. It's a lot unknown there with Brady, his arm failing him. I got to think the tight ends are going to be more, va- more valuable in that offense with all the factors involved. But we'll see. But I agree with Greenlaw to a tee when he says Mike Evans is going to take the biggest hit here with Brady joining the Bucs. What
3: about Gronk? You guys taking a shot on him? No, it's kind of like a Bears South situation where they have a million tight ends and you don't know what they're going to do with all of them. Are they running four tight end sets now? What's going on down there?
0: And what I mean, is if even I'm in, in the
3: five, 16th five, round and Gronk's still there, you bet your ass I'm drafting
0: him. You know he's not going to be there with all the hype going on with this. <laughs> well, I'm it's just it's saying. Going, I
1: mean, that's the only way I would draft him. I'm not drafting him like the, anything, anything above the 14th. I'm not drafting
3: I him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets drafted like a tight end one. Oh my God, I hope yeah, so. I, be like, I hope
1: it is someone in all
3: my fantasy leagues.
2: I definitely think people who are dumb are going to draft him amongst the Kelseys and Kittles. He's getting drafted Oaks as tight Linders.
3: end eight right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: That is pretty nice. Well, guys, we've talked about it a lot out there. We've talked about the Bucks to wrap everything up. We've talked about some names to keep tabs on throughout the change that are going to improve. And if you get these guys, if you listen to JG, he's going. you're going to have a great season. You'll fail miserably in playoffs, but you're going to get there. He's going to get you the promised land with a number one seed and you're going to lose to the wild card. But there's a lot of good information there. That's going to do it for us this week. Remember to be sure and check out all the other podcasts and articles other than Fourth Down Decision, but check that out too. On The Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Also check us out on Twitter at BroadwayTN. So until next time, we'll see y'all a broadway sports media production